So then, at 8.46, a massive corruption scandal, street protests calling for the president to resign and the president himself denying all the allegations and refusing to step down. As familiar as the story might sound, this is a developing case in Brazil. Not, of course, here in South Korea, though um, we might have sympathy with the people. A major difference, though, is that we've already seen the impeachment of former President Dilma Rousseff just nine months ago. So we are still seeing a, a, a tumultuous situation play out rather than having the resolution of a new administration coming in and everybody feeling rather better about things. Uh, Paolo Trevisani is a reporter for the Wall Street Journal based there and joins us now on the line live. Thank you very much for doing so. Thank you for having us. So uh, we've already seen as a result of this ongoing corruption probe um, more than 80 people charged. What are the allegations against President Michel Temer? Well, right now, uh, uh, President Temer is under investigation for corruption. The allegation is that he uh, approved to the payment of bribes during this, uh, his term, and, and he's denying all the allegations. He's saying that evidence against him is fraudulent, and, but uh, the accusation in and on itself has been enough to throw the, the country in turmoil. His position has been, though, that he will not resign. He's, he's sort of invited people to oust him, but said that if he stepped down, it would be an admission of guilt. Uh, the Supreme Court investigation into this was authorised last week. Do you think he, he will or can be ousted from office in the same way that Dilma Rousseff was? Well, he could. There are uh, more than a dozen requests for his impeachment already in the House. But uh, uh, for those impeachment uh, requests to move on, uh, the, the Speaker of the House need to approve at least one of them. And the Speaker of the House now is, is an ally to, to Mr. Temer. So, I, you know, right now it's quite unlikely that Temer will have the same fate that Rousseff had last year in terms of impeachment. However, uh, there has been uh, growing pressure for him to resign. But, as you said, he, he has... Uh, fought back and has said that he's not going to resign. Instead, he's going to stay for the remaining of his term, which ends in December uh, next year, 2018. That's a a long way to hang on, isn't it, when he's in the single-digit popularity ratings, or was recently anyway, and, and I understand you yourself have seen the ferocity of the protests on the streets. Yes, yes, yes. It has been tough. And it is going to be a, 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 a very uh, difficult time for, for everybody. Uh, however, if there is one big difference between the situation President Temer faces now and, and the situation that his predecessor, Dilma Rousseff, faced last year, that difference is political support. Uh, uh, Mr. Temer has much stronger uh, political support in Congress, even after all the allegations against him. Uh, He still uh, seems to be more of a politician. He seems to have a stronger support. For instance, uh, I just said that the Speaker of the House is a supporter of Mr. Temer's. And uh, in the case of Dilma Rousseff, uh, 
you know, you can say that her downfall was mainly due to the fact that he was at the, she was at odds with the Speaker of the House at the time, uh, uh, Eduardo Cunha, who, by the way, is now in jail for corruption. But uh, that apart, uh, the, the fact is that politically, Temer is in a better position than Rousseff was last year, for whatever it's worth. Well, it is apparently worth something, but by the same token, as I mentioned, can he withstand people pressure? Surely we're going to see just the intensification of the anger that's already happened, and it's been more violent, hasn't it, than what we've seen here in South Korea in the last few months? It, it has become more and more violent. Well, uh, it, it plays both ways, because this violent demonstrations, they're not as spontaneous as they used to be a couple of years ago. Those demonstrations now, they are organized by unions and, and mainly labor groups that are historically aligned with the, the opposition that's now uh, uh, where the, you know, Dilma Rousseff's group is now in the opposition. So, uh, um, you know, there is this partition uh, characteristic to the, the demonstrations. They are violent, they are strong, they are loud, but they don't resonate as much inside Congress as one would think. For one thing, Congress is not super popular either, uh, and, and, and maybe, you know, depending on the calculation, the political calculation you make, for lawmakers it could be useful to have the president to blame for everything, you know, a, a stammer could be like this lightning rod while they stand this storm until next year's election, because it's going to be a general election, so everybody's up to, uh, uh, to run next year. Mm. So it's a, I think it's a very complicated uh, calculation to make. It, it sounds that way, and... Perhaps this is a mistake that we've seen with the protest because we'd before in Korea seen the, the unions and the, and the more violent protests, but then it was a real people-orchestrated, peaceful movement that lasted months that eventually proved too much here and, and turned a lot of conservatives against now ex-President Park um, for whatever those comparisons are worth. Can you tell us a bit more, though, how... Um, we have seen in Brazil uh, famous musicians and artists actually taking part, chanting for direct elections. Yes. Uh, well, uh, of course, everything is in a state of flux and could morph into uh, a, a more uh, inclusive opposition to Mr. Temer. Uh, and in that case, it would be much, much harder for him to, to stay in power. Uh, as for the direct election uh, issue, it's it's a bit more complicated. Yes, there is a strong support for that. It's something that resonates a lot with the Brazilian people because Brazil has been through dictatorships in the past and not too long ago, as a matter of fact. So, uh, you know, this expression, direct election, is, is a very strong one in, in Brazil. But there is a problem. The problem is the Constitution. According to the Constitution, uh, uh, 
when a president is ousted less than two years before the next election, the successor must be chosen by Congress and not by the people. So in order to have direct election, we would need uh, uh, an amendment to the Constitution. This amendment, of course, would have to be approved by Congress. And that basically means that lawmakers would vote against their own right to choose the president, which uh, uh, we must say is, is quite unlikely. So, you know, there is this movement, but the likelihood that it will pan out, I think, is, is quite small at this point. That's also a very worthy distinction to make. But uh, what about the economic side of things, just briefly, as we're, we're short of time, but... Uh, Temer had been seen as uh, being crucial for the country's long-term prosperity with his reform drive. Will market watchers be very concerned about the possibility of an ousting? And 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 can the current situation itself be very damaging to the economy? Uh, right now, there is a lot of people uh, believing that even if he is ousted, his successor would probably carry on the reforms that he's been fighting for. The, the, the biggest fear at this point is that the reforms are going to be delayed by several months, maybe years, like one or two years or something. But uh, at least in the markets, uh, the, 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 the fear that reforms would be rolled back or undone, that fear is not really high. Uh, uh, mostly people are worried about the timing, which could be delayed. And of course, uh, from the point of view of markets, the worst-case scenario would be uh, some sort of development that would remove the conservatives out of power altogether, right. bring back the, the leftist rule. That would be, uh, but at this point, it's not very likely that that outcome would pan out. Mr. Trevisani, thank you. My pleasure. Paulo Trevisani from the Wall Street Journal, based in Brazil where the situation remains very much in the balance, but maybe not quite as in the balance, as uh, some reports have suggested, despite that low approval rating. Uh, thank you very much uh, for your company today. We'll continue the shows here on TBS EFM with Chris Gape after your news headlines. This morning returns tomorrow at 7.05.